I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special report. This week we have a shortened special report. It is the week of the United States July 4th holiday, so-called Independence Day. And I'm just going to read two short pieces this week. Both are actually from Hawaii. The first is from the Honolulu Star Advertiser from last year, July 4th, 2021. And it's entitled, What 4th of July Means to Hawaiians. And it's by Leon Koalaho Siu. It says, while Americans celebrate July 4th as Independence Day, the date signifies quite the opposite to many Hawaiians and to people of many countries around the world. This year, July 4th, marks the 123rd anniversary of the launch of America's brand of overseas imperialism. On July 4th, 1894, the traitorous cabal that had seized control of the Hawaiian kingdom, which proclaimed itself the Republic of Hawaii, determined to annex Hawaii to the United States. On July 4th, 1898, having failed twice to annex Hawaii by a proper treaty, the U.S. Congress resorted to passing the Newlands Resolution to simulate an annexation. With both July 4th actions, the perpetrators virtually gave themselves permission to take over the Hawaiian Islands. That's like someone saying to you, I now own your home because I wrote a document yesterday that says I own your home. Preposterous, right? But that is essentially what happened to Hawaii. On July 7th, 1898, three days after Congress passed the Newlands Resolution, President William McKinley signed the bogus measure, and five days after that, on July 12th, A ceremony was held at Lolani Palace in Honolulu, whereby the leaders of the Republic of Hawaii continued their high treason and deception by handing over Hawaii to the United States. Thus, the real legacy of July 4th in Hawaii is not independence, but the loss of independence. So why does the general public not know this? Once the U.S. took over the public education system of the Hawaiian kingdom, one of the best in the world, it was turned into an indoctrination device to, one, conceal the truth of what really happened to the Hawaiian kingdom, and two, seduce generations of Hawaii's children into embracing America as their mother country. As the years passed, all vestiges of Hawaiian national identity and much of Hawaiian culture faded away. Generations of Hawaiian children became loyal, patriotic Americans. A key to the re-education program was changing the name of Honolulu High School to President William McKinley High School. It became the flagship of the propaganda campaign to inculcate the American way. The school's bronze statue of McKinley holds in its right hand a fictitious treaty of annexation. While the academic achievements and esprit de corps of the high school is undeniable and admirable, the name McKinley is an anathema, perpetuating the monumental lie that Hawaii was duly annexed when it was actually ruthlessly hijacked. That's like being told you were adopted, but then finding out you had been kidnapped. But now, the kidnapper and many victims suffering Stockholm Syndrome deny anything is wrong, and that being abducted was for their own good, and Hawaiians should be grateful, forgive, forget, and move on. President McKinley not only oversaw the violation of the sovereignty of the Hawaiian kingdom, 
he unleashed a virulent brand of American imperialism that caused havoc, suffering, death, and destruction all over the world for the past 123 years. As long as the school bears the name of President McKinley, it will bear the stigma of the fake annexation and the abusive policies of American imperialism he instigated. Removing the stigma of the McKinley name would serve to preserve the merits, dignity, and legacy of the students, faculty, and staff of the school itself. Be truthful and historically accurate. Maintain the integrity of the state's education system by not perpetuating falsehoods. And serve as an initial step toward truth, reconciliation, and recovery for the generations of Hawaiians who suffered from the loss of their country. Again, that was from Honolulu Star Advertiser, July 4th of last year. And now I'm going to read another item. This is actually from the Bicentennial, U.S. Bicentennial, 1976, from The Worker for Hawaii, Volume 1, Number 7. It's called, We've Carried the Rich for 200 Years, Let's Get Them Off Our Backs. It says, The following proclamation has been issued by the July 4th Coalition. East and Midwest regional conferences were held in March by the coalition in Philadelphia and Cincinnati to develop plans for a series of actions in Philadelphia at the time of the July 4th, 1976 bicentennial. Over 500 people took part in all, and one is upcoming in the South next month. The worker will report on these meetings and further plans for the demonstration. 1976, millions walking the streets, looking for jobs, and still more shoved out the door while plants closed down. Those still at work, work to death, chained to the boss's machinery. Our cities falling apart, our schools, hospitals, and firehouses shut down. Half-finished construction sites standing next to burned-out tenements and the drums of another war beating louder. All this amidst lies of recovery and the fireworks of celebration. No, this is not what we worked so hard for. No, this is not the future we want for our children. 1,000 outrages slap us in the face. No, we can't live like this. And we won't. Our class, the working class, men and women of all nationalities, we build and we produce. But their class, the capitalist class, takes it all. They own what they have never built, the mills, mines, and banks. Owning all, they take all we produce. And for us, only enough to keep us alive so we can slave for them some more. They take our hard work and twist it. We work together. They steal each as much for himself as he can and try to keep us apart. Everything has a price for them. Their uncontrollable drive for profit makes this whole society run like it does. Crisis after crisis. War after war. Injustice upon injustice. Ten generations of profits bled out of ten generations of our lives. Our whole history proves this. We have fought for all that is worthwhile in this country. We are not animals but that's how they would have us live. No, not in 1776, 1876, or 1976. Our history is filled with storms of resistance, battling back and standing tall. We are men and women. We will not be slaves. We are the backbone of the whole country, millions strong. They are a handful of murderers and slave drivers, rotting even as they claw to grab more. 1976. These thieves call all of us to celebrate with them national unity, all together and many happy returns. No, we shall not celebrate their rule. Despite all their sickening lies and broken record hoopla, we have nothing in common with them. For them, 200 years of plunder. For us, 200 years of slavery and oppression. 
All they have they took from us. All we need we have wretched from them through bitter battle. It is they and their never-satisfied thirst for profit that stand between us and our fight for a better life and brighter future for our children. Fellow workers, today as before, our class battles every last abuse on picket lines and shop floors, in neighborhoods and communities, and everywhere throughout society. Our fight is a just fight. Our demands are just demands. In building the struggle on July 4th in Philadelphia, we will proclaim especially our demand for jobs or income now, and our determination that we won't fight another rich man's war. We have the strength to mobilize. We have the ability to unite all the battles, all the people, all the anger at the way we have to live. The future belongs to us. We are the only ones who can push things forward, and we are determined to break through. Now is the time to pull it together. All our forces, all our battles, as we have always fought them, we will fight them on the day they choose to celebrate their blood-soaked rule. We will come together, thousands strong, to expose their crimes and build our movement on that day and for the great battles ahead. On to Philadelphia. We've carried the rich for 200 years. Let's get them off our backs. The July 4th Coalition, initiated by Vietnam Veterans Against the War, Unemployed Workers Organizing Committee, Revolutionary Communist Party, and Revolutionary Student Brigade. That article was from the Marxist Internet Archives, transcribed, edited, and marked up by Paul Saba. We'll include it in the show notes. That's our short report for this week. Another perspective on this July 4th holiday that many in America celebrate. Thanks for listening. Solidarity. This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.